and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian sleep in a pod for 57 years and then return to the 80s movies we love or love to hate with modern eyes to see how they hold up. And this is Aliens, a movie selection from 1986. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. Are you ready? Yeah! yeah. Are you ready? Yeah! time it wasn't quite war yet but this time oh they're so angry so much war okay we're talking about aliens but before we do uh my name is christy lens i am an improviser and comedian and director of national comedy theater nct improv comedy club uh in mesa arizona and with me as always is hi nathan blackwell uh writer director filmmaker for hire Yes, that's right. <laughs> and higher away. Um, so this is our first episode back in a little bit. This is we're kicking off a the, new season in a new year. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's great to be back. Yeah, we we'd I hope. We, yeah, I hope I remember how to do this. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hoping that uh, everything works correctly yeah. and goes according to. So what you been up to during the break? Uh, we got a bunch of new players, new performers, new comedians here at National Comedy Theater, and we're doing a bunch of new Thursday shows. We have uh, the Main Street Comedy Show on Thursday nights, uh, which is a show where we bring in storytellers from the different like businesses and the cool people who do stuff in downtown Mesa yeah. and sort of adjacent with it. You were our guest on one of those. I was a prototype. Yes. Um, and then we also have Set the Scene, which is a stand-up improv hybrid, um, and a couple of guest features uh, that are happening on Thursday nights, as well as Friday and Saturday night, uh, always improv comedy. Cool. So that's what I've been cool. up to. You. What about you? Um, well, I just uh, directed some uh, commercials for Blimpy. Yes. Um, yeah, those are still in the post-production process. But awesome. That was the, the first big new project of the uh, the new year. 
Featuring some NCTE actors. Yeah, we plundered your cast. That That's was what they're there for. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did a great job. Um, yeah, so we did uh, seven spots, and we're, we're releasing. They're doing. They're releasing two a month. Um, so we're getting the, the first two all ready. They should be delivered by the end of the week. So that awesome. should go well. And then, um, so we're doing. You know those forty-eight hour movies. The, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Challenges. It's like a challenge. Sure. Yeah. So we're doing one on Saturday. And okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't. So by the time this comes out, that yeah. will be out. Will we be able to like link to it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, and you can you can go to Squishy Studios. It'll be on our YouTube. It'll be on our web page. But um, I do, yeah, we don't know what we're gonna make. It's okay. It's been like two, since we haven't done one of these since 2014. Oh wow. Um, we we've done a bunch in the past, but there was a. You know, we we the last one we did was called Logan Must Make Star Wars, which I love. <laughs> um, and then uh, we kind of felt like, okay, we're well, we're done with that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like we we're gonna move on to other things because you like won stuff, right? Yeah, well, yeah, we did very well. We we got first place, um, and and yeah, we at, at that point that was like our fourth or fifth of these forty eight hour mm-hmm. challenges. But and then we're just like, okay, so we're kind of done with those. Um, we don't have anything else to prove to ourselves or to other people or whatever. But I've kind of adopted a new philosophy in terms of those is just to keep is just to keep making stuff. Like yeah. you can still do your your big stuff. You know, it's like right now we're trying to get a feature film, like a micro budget feature film, going. Um, but we can keep doing. We should keep doing these things just to keep making cool stuff and and stay sharp yeah stay sharp and then but to develop it more as just a habit of Mm -hmm. doing one even if there isn't like a a an actual competition to try to do these 48 hour movies like once Mm -hmm. a year or whenever you know just so we keep making cool stuff so yeah i love it so we'll definitely put links out there to all the blimpies and the, (laughs) uh, the film challenges super cool that's exciting um okay so aliens yes what is your like I, I my guess would be that this is a favorite well you know it, it's interesting because i've probably only seen this before i've maybe seen this one and a half times before revisiting it oh really that's it yeah be, so i i mean i've seen all the alien movies mm-hmm. but you know it's just um in terms of timing like i was never like a rated R sci-fi guy, mm-hmm. and, and just that was just by nature of growing up, and that the rated R sci-fi stuff and the horror stuff was verboten. Mm-hmm. Like we could get our hands on PG thirteen or PG sci-fi, but to get the rated R sci-fi, my mom was anti-gun. We couldn't have GI Joe. Mm-hmm. We could have Transformers, but. Um, we really had to sneak around to rent anything that was rated R. And so it was basically contraband. Like, we couldn't get our hands on aliens or alien. And, and so I, it wasn't until, like, later in life I was able to kind of see these movies. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was just never – it was just never part of my my, my young youth uh, as a as a filmgoer. And, you know, um, it's not that I ever disliked them. It was just like I was just not as much into the kind of like the military sci-fi or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I – and then just revisiting it as just having not seen it. 
And then there's so many, like, quotable or, like, iconic moments that you just know about, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they're all around us. Game over, man. And get away from her, Game you bitch. Over, you yeah. know, all these things that are that are just fresh in my mind. I had forgotten so much of the actual plot. Of, they like, mostly come out at night. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I was really pleasantly surprised revisiting it. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've seen this one too often, but I, I know I've seen it enough for it to have soaked in, you know? like Yeah, to... yeah absolutely. It's like that one that one or two times that I'd seen yeah. it, it was, I absorbed it all, and yep. I, I totally remembered all the characters, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I was, like, most reminded of when watching it again, is like, oh my god, this movie is so long. There's a lot of shit that happens in between, like, uh-huh. her waking up and the chest jumpy outies and the game over game over and the uh the big suit yeah at the a end. lot of twists and turns there's so many yeah and a lot of like just business to attend to that you forget about all of the like politics i guess or or yeah. the you know the machinations of what's happening surrounding them just getting attacked and eaten up by yeah aliens. I, I, I and then even so it's like two hours and 17 minutes but i felt like it was still moving at a really nice clip like mm-hmm. there was just so much twists and turns like there there were like stuff that i had totally forgotten about mm-hmm. it's like oh that's so good yeah. you know so uh spoilers like oh boy, when paul riser's a real dick <laughs> yeah like I, kn- I i knew that he was gonna be a dick i just forgot the the exact moments and when uh-huh. things turned in twists like you know when when uh sigourney weaver and newt were uh trapped and locked in the room and the facehuggers mm-hmm. were let loose like i had you know uh, totally forgotten about that yeah. and i was like oh that's perfect because they had it just followed this the scene where they just make a big plan mm-hmm. great we're, we're just gonna get a few hours of sleep before the big plan so we're all thinking about the big plan of right. what they're gonna do and then just during like this quiet moment where Sigourney Weaver is kind of uh, mothering Newt, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, horror intervenes. Yeah. So. And it's, I mean, this is that thing of where, like, who who can't you trust? Mm-hmm. It's the squirrely little guy who can't handle a gun who looks like he just walked out of a Land's End catalog <laughs> who's, like, pulling the strings Who's pulling the strings on everybody? And like, lo and behold, we all work for him. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So Paul Reiser is the corporate scumbag, but they do a really interesting thing at the beginning. That um, so Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, wake, let's just wake, hop all the way back wait, to the right. beginning. So Sigourney Weaver wakes up, and so after the first one, she was the sole survivor. Yep. Her Alien. Alien. Uh, by Ridley Scott was a horror film, and Aliens, seven years later with James Cameron, is an action movie. Right. And so she's been um, in cryosleep in in her in her ship for fifty seven years. Yeah. So a lot Gross. of stuff. So she's yeah. fashion is definitely she's changed. Be real groggy. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like those uh, little sand kernels in her eyes, just yeah. the size of small boulders. Yeah. The cat's okay. Yeah, cat's fine. Um, uh, but they are mad at her because she's got no proof that anything happened. That this 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 giant freighter mm-hmm. blew up. And as far as they're concerned, but she just went rogue. 
lone gunman and like blew up their expensive ship and she's like um sure maybe it's that or maybe it's the monsters that were eating everybody yeah james cameron is specifically trying to get us furious with these corporate dick bags yeah the company yeah and and they do a really interesting thing is that they make paul riser the good guy in the room Everyone else is a dick bag, but he's the good guy who's on her side. Never trust the good guy. And so who's they on do. They do, Yeah, they do a great way of sort of subverting it, and then throughout the rest of the movie, they they turn him into the biggest dick bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the company, so the military is of course concerned about the cost of the the ship that's been lost no the company is so there's two so there's the company I thought the company was mostly worried about the fact that the aliens slipped through their fingers so the company owns the terraforming outfit they own okay. the terraformer that's now so so in the 57 years that have passed they've begun to terraform that planet unknowingly that there's aliens there like they and just pass so the, each other on the, the space turnpike exactly so the corporation <laughs> is terraforming the planet all the people the terraformers are employees and okay. so it's their stake. So then why did the and military the, go? The military is the government. And there's like, well, we got colonists missing. We're the police. Uh-huh. So they're going in. So they've got, they're working together, but they, uh, they're they two entities. The military is just being the military. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, colonists are in trouble. We're going to oversee this rescue slash investigation operation. Right. So, so Paul Reiser. But the company also wants to get their hands on those xenomorphs so right. that they can like harvest that technology. Correct. And, and weaponize but he, it. Paul Reiser has to keep it a secret from the military because they wouldn't be cool about this. I mean, it seems so. Like they could a f- be. A few and, of them kind of seem and, like. And that's the thing. Being a, being a sci fi well. future, my guess is that the corporations probably have a lot more influence over, over the military. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. But at first, Ripley, like, she's back in, like, I don't know, Earth. And, like, she just lives this, like, crummy no, little they're, life. No, they're in a star base. They're, like, on okay. a star base. But she just, like, gets a job on the loading docks because, basically, she's been discredited. Ban- yeah, as a pilot. Uh, and then they're like, oh, super fun. Uh, we sent a whole bunch of families up to that <laughs> awesome little spot that you came back from 60 years ago and like we just thought we'd check in with them we haven't done it in a long time but we just thought we'd just check in and they're not answering yeah it, it's so interesting that they've got to go in to cryo sleep for these lo- it's like it's just imagine what they would do to to people and and to fashion yeah. <laughs> and technology that people it's like oh yeah so and so has but has taken five cryo sleeps so for 10 years each or, yeah. or one year each you know, and then you get people that you grew up with aging at different levels. Mm-hmm. Like you could be eighty, and then your friend is still forty, and you know, and yeah. your kid is whatever. And and because Ripley's in her eighties at this point, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, it's unusual for her to be in fifties, you know, for fifty-seven. But I can imagine losing years all the time because she just drifted. Yeah, she just drifted, and no one could find her. Um, okay, so. But why didn't why weren't they checking on these colonists? Like the colonists should be checking in every day and just being like, "Hey, still no aliens terraforming away." Well, that's Talk another thing. I mean, it, it the the distance that they have to travel. Who knows how long it takes to get communication out and, mm-hmm. and things like that? It could be just like a month by month thing. You know, maybe I, I forget the number, but maybe it's only been like three months since they've heard from them. Okay, so then they're like. 
we're going to go out there and check on them. Ripley, you should come yeah, too. Because the girl hasn't really aged. Like, we have a photo of the girl during the good times. Uh-huh. And she's more or less looks the same. I'd say a year Newt? tops. Yeah. So I'd say a year tops. Okay. But I'd say less than that for sure. So the thing that really strikes me too about uh, Paul Reiser. So Paul Reiser goes to try and convince Ripley to go with them on this mission. And he's just like so manipulative and like gaslighty mm-hmm. and, and sort of evil in those moments that. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, it's so good that you're keeping busy. What loading the loading docks are you? Well, we could just make sure if you went with us on this trip and tried to, you know, make sure that nobody else got a chest exploded that, you know, we could uh, get that all taken care of. Mm -hmm. You know, wouldn't you like to be a pilot again? And also, don't you think like you owe it to the people to help them? And he's just a manipulator. Yeah, but he's just doing it with niceness. I mean, he's. You know, again, we're we're slowly transitioning. We kind of think that he's okay compared to the other guys, um, but he's definitely trying to get something out of her. Mm-hmm. We just don't know to what extent he'll go. So then, apparently, the next thing that happens is we're on a spaceship and everybody's getting woken up from their cryo sleep. Yeah, and like they didn't think to tell anybody who the new people were before they went into <laughs> cryo sleep because we're getting all the introductions after the fact. <laughs> but I love the like commander guy who wakes up and he's like, I love the core. What another beautiful day. Uh-huh. Beautiful day the in the sergeant. military. Yeah. Everybody get up. Like, let's do all our fun stuff. Yeah, we, we get we get some. Uh, there's not a lot of cases of like sci-fi military in the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I, the, I think there's a lot of Robert Heinlein and things like that with like Starship Troopers. But I, I can definitely see the influence of like the sci-fi military. Like, you know, it's like like the video game Halo owes so much inspiration from aliens. Yeah. You know, like just in terms of like how the the, the drop ships look like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then how like the 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 Marines look like it's. And just the concept of like we're dropping you on this planet. Like, yes, try and rescue the colonists, but also like destroy every alien you see. Like they call it Mm -hmm. a bug hunt. Yeah. And they and they've all got. They've all read Ripley's report, but they don't believe it. Believe it, yeah. Which makes no sense to me. Yeah, it it's the no same thing with me. the corporation. Yeah. It's but the, I just have it is you know it's movie manipulation. It's it's yeah. It's, it's like we I get it. We have to do that, but yeah, at least one person should be like yeah. I'm just gonna like err on the side of caution, um, because yeah, every time that she tries to explain to them. That the aliens wiped out her entire crew in less than 24 hours. And, like, does she tell them that their blood is acid and stuff? Like, Well, yeah, she did. Because there mm-hmm. was, as soon as it happened, one person turned to her and said, blood for acid. Okay. You know, I think that was Paul Reiser, actually. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, sure, lady. Yeah. What are you doing here? Anyway, the crew is like... You know, they're all, they do that thing like James Cameron is such an expert at, which is like, here's everybody. You get three seconds of them and you're going to know them for Mm -hmm. the rest of the movie. So there's Vasquez, who's like super edgy and tough. And then there's uh, Bill Paxton's character. Oh, yeah. Who is, he's Hudson, right? And he's just like a whiny, (laughs) whiny weirdo. (laughs) And then there's Hicks, who is uh, Michael Bean. Is that right? From, from Terminator. Yeah. He's a... John in one of his iconic roles. Kyle. What's his name in Terminator? Kyle. Kyle Reese. Reese. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he is hot in this movie. <laughs> For every inch uh-huh. that Bill Paxton is is whiny and hilarious, uh-huh. Michael Bean is hot. Hicks is hitting the numbers. Hicks. Gotcha. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so we meet everybody, and uh, she learns that there is an artificial person on this boat who yeah. she's like not happy about. Yeah, because an alien, he he went nuts and. Yeah. Um, he was basically a tool for the corporation saying, screw you guys. He was the Paul Reiser. Yeah, exactly. So, but this one seems nice. Bishop seems okay. Oh, yeah. No, and then they do the, and it's, there's all these, there's several characters that they kind of, uh, three I can think of, that they take the initial idea of who we think they're going to be, and then they start to subvert it. Right. So there's Paul Reiser, um, and then there's Bishop. He's the other one. So they're mm-hmm. go, they're going in opposite directions. We we don't trust him. She doesn't trust him. And then he proves throughout just to be a, a stand-up dude. Yeah. You know? Um, and then to a very minor level is the dude in charge. Yeah. Um, the guy who, who's in charge of the military ends up being a coward. Yeah. He, 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 just, he just doesn't have any field experience. He's got kind of combat cowardice. Mm-hmm. But at the very end, he proves just a, a smidge of, of yeah. courage. Um, what I love, again, I just love the sergeant guy who's like always barking orders at them because like nothing he says makes any sense. He's like, assholes and elbows. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. What do we do with our assholes? <laughs> and are we supposed to be doing the thing with our elbows at the same time? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. And that character is full on in the Halo series. Oh, really? Like as a character called Sarge. Okay, cool. I would like it then, but I don't, I'm not good at that stuff. Right. Um, but And I also love, I love, love, love futuristic shit that's like worn out and old it's like mm-hmm. we're so far into the future that all of this fancy shit is not shiny it's gross yeah it's there's, old, there's it's nothing taped. glamorous about their, their absolutely not their future yep uh so they go they find this place um and they land yeah so a, a cool thing of what the, the story and the narrative is doing is that for the first half hour we're building up about how much firepower we've got. We've got so all much. the we've got all these marines. They've got guns. They've got you know heavy art. They've got you know heavy weapons. They've got, like gigantic guns. Like they've got guns that are like they keep showing Vasquez with her giant gun, yeah. which is as long as she is tall. Yeah, there's James Cameron is so good at, at also like introducing like this this cool innovative tech mm-hmm. that suddenly becomes like iconic and and inspires like everyone else like so those gu- those giant guns that like Vasquez has it's mounted on like you know like a steady cam where yeah. you, it's mounted on a steady cam rig they he saw like the steady cam what it is it's like well why don't we put a gun on that that would make sense like you know so- it'd be great if the steady cam could kill things <laughs> the the whole idea is that it redistributes the weight so you're not yeah. carrying it all mm-hmm. And then, and then all these other things like the ex, the giant like loader exosuit, like the scanner with the, the with the motion things, mm-hmm. like you know the body cams that all the 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 stuff has, like that was all super innovative yeah. and like blew everyone away. And it's got their vital signs as well as like a what their point of view yeah, even, is. Even the thing with like the counter on the gun, like mm-hmm. as soon as you know I I saw that I started seeing it on all sorts of movies, mm-hmm. like. There's he, he's so good at just like inventing these things that people haven't seen before in terms of like t- science and tech and things yeah. like that, you know. So they're exploring. It's really scary because everything is, oh, sorry, is abandoned. I, yeah. Oh. So uh, so 
Sorry. Um, but he so he's building up for like the first half hour of mm-hmm. how much firepower they have. They've got right. you know, they've got their own like dropship, they've got a like a, a an APC with like a tank gun on it. Mm-hmm. They've got all these marines and we're building up, building up uh, of all the firepower and resources, like, don't worry, lady, we know we, we can take care of this and then mm-hmm. everything and but it's it's just all suspense and build up and then everything just goes to shit and all that firepower is useless yeah well and like she says she's like hey um just real quick aren't won't they blow up the entire planet if they start (laughs) shooting at the terraformer (laughs) and all the military people are like oh my god our bad you're right we shouldn't be shooting at the terraformer we'll blow up the whole planet (laughs) so they all have to switch to flamethrowers yeah, because the terraformer is basically like a fusion reactor, right? And when they're in like the 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 engineering compartment, basically they could blow up the uh, whole world. Well, not the whole world, just like the part they're in, <laughs> just the, just the important part. <laughs> yes. Um. So, but I will tell you what, like the tension too, like it's like it's very much like exactly like the sarge is like, let's get riled up, everybody, get ready, get ready. Who's this? Are you bad? Are you tough? All right, now settle down, settle down, <laughs> settle down. Line up for God's sake. Sit in your seats for down. You know, like let everybody sit get down. riled up. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> everybody get get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Now sit for a little bit. Just right. chill for a little bit. Like that's drink how the your movie juice works. box. Yeah, the movie's like, let's get armed, let's get armed, huge guns, beepy things, and then it's like. And now let's quietly walk through some corridors full of like H.R. Geiger drawings. Um, And it's like slow. So it goes fast, 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 slow, slow, slow. And I do think it's so scary. Just like when you're standing there and there's like a little thing going beep, 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 Mm beep, beep. And it's just getting closer and closer and closer to you. You can't see it. That's scary. That's like. Yeah, yeah. It's like looking at back at this movie, it's like there's a couple of like massive huge action sequences but it's really mm-hmm. only a couple it's not wall-to-wall action it's wall-to-wall like suspense and tension yeah and a lot of like character dialogue like yeah. there's really only a couple of like tentpole scenes where everybody's and, shooting all the time yeah because you can only sustain that for so much and then yeah. the rest is just turning the screws of tension mm-hmm. so they find in their exploring they find newt a little girl who has obviously survived by scavenging and mm-hmm. hiding and in a little nest and having a little nest but little nests all over the place and just like she runs she hides she scurries she stays out of the way she stays off the radar and that's how she's survived but like that scene where they're like grab her get her don't let her get away it's like it's that to me was very tense, and I'm just like, oh my god, she she's got to be scared shitless of you guys. Like uh-huh. she's been by herself for so long. Yeah. Um, but then immediately, uh, Ripley bonds with Newt, and mm-hmm. like they have that like, I'm gonna look out for you. Don't worry about it. Like you're and and Newt saves their asses many times just by knowing where the hidey holes are. Yeah. And yeah, how to yeah. slip away. So there's so there's and a- kind of knowing what the warnings are too. Like Newt will be the one who's like. We should go. Can right. we go now? Let's right, right. get out of here. So th- there's a deleted scene that um, uh, from the beginning of the movie where Ripley is informed that her 11-year-old daughter has now died from old age. Oh, my God. And so you've got, like, the mom without a kid now. Mm-hmm. And, and 
and it seems super important, but I, I, I totally get it without the scene that she become tries to become her mom. Yeah. You know, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I agree. I don't think we need to know that. Like, it's sort of, yeah, you just sort of, yeah. in, the instinct is, is so clear. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, this whole movie is is about mom versus mom. Yep. Like in the big fight. At the That's end. exactly right. Yeah. It's the it's the, it's, a, it's a mom battle. It's the a, lesson of this movie, like the lesson learned, is uh, don't fuck with the mama's babies. Yeah. Like we will explode all of space. <laughs> To protect our little babies. Yeah. That, I mean, that's ultimately what the movie, the the final climax of the movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the one mom who's mad that you destroyed all her babies and the other one who's trying to protect her. Still. Yeah. There's literally a, a showdown of both moms protecting their babies. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the alien queen and all her eggs. And you know that she's protective over it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Sigourney Weaver with Newt. Yep. Um, there is one part when they, after they find Newt, where they're still exploring, where the Sarge says, stop your grinning and drop your linen. And again, I was like, what does that mean? What are you <laughs> instructing me to do? Uh-huh. You want me to ta- have a bathroom break? Because that's what it sounds like you're saying. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Um, and then they're walking around and it's just like, they're clearly inside of a monster. Like it, it's so, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, you can obviously see. The direct influence on things like Stranger Things. Yeah. Where you go from this like very clean, smooth spaceship into something that has clearly yeah. been taken over by a living, They have disgusting... terraformed the terraform exactly. facility. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know what? We're going to move in here. I just, I want everything to be more slimy and spiny. I just want there to be spines. <sighs> this feels like home now. Yeah, spines and slime. Uh, that's what we like. So like you get... It, it, more than an hour into the movie before there's you even see the aliens oh yeah like literally at one hour mm-hmm. you know you see the face huggers that they've yeah, got you see the baby stored. alien yeah you see well so like at one hour you see the first like alien alien you mm-hmm. see like the, the face huggers before it but it's like, like literally at one hour you see like a baby alien a chest burster yeah. burst out of someone's chest yeah, yeah and you yeah. realize all the colonists are are incubators incubators gross it's so <laughs> gross yeah and she's alive and she's like will you please kill me hi it's so good to see you i've been right. waiting so long for you would you please kill me and my, my little friend who's about to come bursting out of my chest that would just be so cool Blah. Yeah, explode 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 and then everyone's like oh all that stuff she said it's it's true um but i love how james cameron like is constantly filling the air with smoke yeah. Like, it's really pretty the way it, like, drifts in through the light and stuff. So you could just get this feeling that, like, the air is always full. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. empty Everything, space. yeah. You've got the smoke and you've got, like, the haze that just mm-hmm. makes, like, the air look thick. And that's such a that's such a time-intensive thing because it's so unpredictable and it changes between takes. Like, it's it's labor-intensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Paul Rudd... No, I kept saying Paul Rudd. It's Paul, not Paul Rudd. No, no. Paul Rudd would never have done these things. Uh, Paul Reiser um, would, is like, however. We should keep it, you guys. We should keep it. Guys, great. Okay, spitballing here. And I mean, I mean, that's his attitude. He's like, hey, I'm just saying, like, like you tell me, but like maybe we should keep these things. <laughs> Let's bring it back to where everybody, every human lives. Yeah. Ugh. Um. 
And then also, like, it seems like everybody, all of the soldiers are constantly, like, chewing something. Like, Hicks is always chewing gum. And, like, the Sarge is always mashing that, like, gross cigar he's got in his mouth. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, like, a weird thing that they're all doing. I'm sure It's the future, man. There's, like, you know. So, okay. All right. So, they, like you said, we're up to the part where they make a big plan, and she's like, Newt, take a little nappy. Yeah, so so first, first when they, they um, the, the shit hits the fan, basically, they get overwhelmed, and they realize there's hundreds, uh, or maybe just a hundred, of, the, of these aliens, the xenomorphs, and they lose half their dudes. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're coming through the ceiling. And, oh, my God, that shot where they, like, poke poke their little he pokes his little face up and he's like oh my god there's so many of them and they are all coming this way yeah that that's one of those great shots that you remember because the xenomorphs look so i don't know they're scary Mm -hmm. they're not not scary but when they're like crawling they look so goofy like because their heads are so big yeah they look really scary when they're just snapping at you but when they're like trying to do complicated like parkour when you see them full body move, it's like an yeah. alien. They were so disguised by the shadow. Yeah, you know, seeing more of them makes them to me less scary. I don't know. Uh, okay, so everybody's dead. We're gonna try and get out of here. Um, it is really scary when Newt and um, and Ripley are trying to avoid the face huggers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, just come here. Let me give you a hug. I just want to hug your face. (laughs) Free hugs, free Free hugs, hugs. free hugs. (laughs) Oh, it's scary. It really is. Like, because what it is not like, it's just a deep human thing to like protect your face. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Not only is it trying to ram something down your throat, but it's also, it's got a tail that's going around your, you know, your throat. So it's Mm -hmm. trying to put something in your mouth, but it's, it's also choking you so too. that you'll gasp yeah, yeah it's like it's a smart it's a smart scary thing um but like yeah so smart and strategic of paul rudd to be like oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, oh i don't know like who turned that off i don't know who locked that door i don't know who turned off their monitor i'm not sure uh and then ripley is also way smarter than that and she's like oh no one can hear me let's set the fire alarm off oh yeah that's great that's like a total classic like james cameron move of mm-hmm. like uh, of just knowing the technology and not going like, like with these traditional movie tropes, you know, it's just like, oh, it's simple, you know. There's fire fire extinguishers, or you mm-hmm. know, there's those the water things. Use that, you Use know. Use that, then they'll know. It's like another great moment of just like not going with what with the tropes and things like that, and just knowing how things work mm-hmm. is when she's going through the catacombs, you know, looking for Newt at the end, and she's putting flares throughout her path just remembering how to get back and how to do that and it's Mm -hmm. just such a simple thing that most movies wouldn't do but it's just like it puts you so in the moment and it makes so much sense too yeah it's like it's like executive function you know it's like the Mm -hmm. triage of being a person like i need to go rescue but i also need to get back out yeah and then having like recently played video games where you're underwater and going through cave systems it's so easy to get lost in things oh gosh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then there's this whole, like, sort of back and forth. But like, meanwhile, like, Ripley and Hicks have sort of, like, at some point formed some sort of, like, unspoken, just yeah. chemical alliance where they're, like, both sort of got the hots for each other, and I'm here for it. Um, but also, like, the, Hicks is on her side, and she's on yeah. his side. And she's like, oh, maybe Paul Rudd. Not Paul Rudd, Chrissy. <laughs> Not Paul Rudd. 
Um, Paul Reiser, she's like, maybe Paul Reiser is a manipulative dick who's trying to get us all killed so we can have the alien babies. And he's like, what? Maybe she's crazy, you guys. Let's not listen to this gross woman. Um, But they all take her side uh, and they get attacked again. And Paul Reiser gets like killed in that. Like in that attack, right? Yeah, I'd forgotten how he got in it, but yeah. So, so, so they already had the big wipeout. So mm-hmm. their their dropship is gone, their tank is broken. They've lost half their dudes. We had the game over, game over, game over. Yeah, they're out of. They're, they only got a few rounds of ammo. They're waiting for the backup dropship to come in. That that um. Oh yeah, yeah. Bishop yeah. is is crawling through that pipe. Oh my god, Bishop is crawling through the tiniest pipe in like That's a so, Shawshank Redemption moment. That is the scariest part so, of the whole thing. It's so fantastic because it totally illustrates like how he is a synthetic and mm-hmm. he doesn't blink an eye at it, mm-hmm. and he just crawls down this like. 300 yard pipe you know? while he's pushing like a little box in front of him he's like push yeah. the little box crawl uh-huh. two inches push the little box crawl yeah. two inches gotta save my friends let's keep going Fuck. Um, but like vasquez and her uh friend get or no vasquez explodes with the captain mm-hmm. uh they get overwhelmed yeah, by so aliens so so whoever is left kind of like they have kind of like a zombie survival moment where they're mm-hmm. counting all their bullets and what guns they've gotten. It's not much. And so even that small band of survivors is now being picked off to where it's just mm-hmm. um, a couple. Of, it's just a Yeah. So most everyone is just wiped Hick, out. It's, yeah, yeah. Hicks, Bishop, uh, Ripley, Ripley and, and, Newt. and Newt. So Newt gets taken and uh, Ripley is basically like, she's alive. They don't kill you. They keep you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go get her. And like Hicks is like, yeah, 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 sure. And Bishop's like, well, we probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We should, probably should just go. Um, but so she does some really cool gun crafting where she's just like taping guns to other guns. Yeah, she tapes two guns together. And with a flamethrower. And yeah, she's like, you're not going to take my kid. I'm going to go get my kid. And, like, that part's really tense and scary. But, of course, she rescues Newt. And then it's just, like, the worst Easter hunt ever. Because she comes into that room (laughs) that's full of those eggs. It's a great reveal because it's like, dudes, you know, where are these eggs coming from? Like, what is creating these eggs? Mm -hmm. And they do this. They they pan across all the eggs. And then you see an egg being laid. And then they pan up. They're slowly just going and revealing, and it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, and it's so gross when the so the mama alien, uh, like the big boss alien, is also like, "Hey, stop it! Those are my babies, and I'm mm-hmm. proud of each and every one. Don't you dare!" Uh-huh. She just rips her like egg portion off of her body. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Super ew. That's gross. <laughs> oh, and here's my question too. So if the alien's blood is acid. Why isn't the goo, right? Because there's a lot of mm-hmm. goo. So why wouldn't the goo be acidic? Be also acidic. I, I don't know. Or at I least mean, mildly irritating. Right. I, I mean, basically, the goo is saliva. And then the. Right, the, but if their blood, the is, blood acid, is acid, then their saliva should be acid too, I think. Like, at least, well, at least like a low level acid that you'd use for like a chemical peel. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of like our blood has a lot of iron and 
in it and our saliva doesn't so it's it's a different fluid i guess we've got a lot of different fluid options there are there's a lot of goo there's a lot of fluids but i just thought they should at least be like make you itchy i don't know yeah maybe maybe everyone is having an allergic reaction but that got cut yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like there's some mild irritation going on here but would you like come on Mm, would you (laughs) I think we should... I'm willing to. I would be willing to buy that the right. company is uh, is not just weapons and bioweapons, but also beauty products. Yeah. And they are looking for this a nice exfoliant. They're always in the market. I can't for... believe they cut that scene. Yeah, I know. I would have kept it. It would have made yeah. it more relatable to me. Yeah. The scene where he's like, "No, no, we got to test it out. Like this is making people look years longer." Ripley, you can't be the only 85 year old who looks hot in panties and a tank top. We got to share this technology with the world. Um, anyway, so they're like gonna die, gonna die, gonna die, and then Bishop shows up to save them. Yeah, Hicks is like having a nap. Yeah, well, Hick, yeah, Hick, Hicks got a bunch of acid sprayed on him. Yeah, so he's not doing great. He's not doing great. He's out of commission. Uh, but Bishop comes. Uh, like, of course, Ripley fights mm-hmm. Big Mama Alien. Yeah. in the exo suit, um, which is awesome. Yeah. And then, like, James Cameron, I guess, was liked it so much that he decided to do it in almost every movie since then, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. He's like, you know what really worked? It just Let's makes so much sense. Let's do again. Really? Again? I mean, it's what the people come for. I mean, honestly, like, if I could get away with it, I'd do it for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, so, like, we have that moment of, like, get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, I do always get lightly annoyed when you're blowing something out of the airlock and not everybody gets sucked into space or like dies of suffocation uh but we blow the alien out of the space lock right mm-hmm. um and we win we yeah it's interesting because the, at least like at the very ending moment it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of a fade away it's not kind of like a there's not like some line of dialogue that ends the movie or like some trans you know so normal transition it's just kind of like the bad guy's dead. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go to sleep. And then the music slowly begins and the credits come up. Like Let's it's get a, cozy. It's, it's, a very, it's a very kind of like gradual fade-off mm-hmm. kind of ending. Yeah, because everybody gets to go to sleep. This mommy wins, that mm-hmm. mommy loses. Yeah. It's not a kind of a pump-you-up ending. It's kind of like a... Well, here we go. Yeah. Let's spend another 60 years maybe <laughs> banging around in space. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. It's scary. It's suspenseful. It's action-packed. It's mm-hmm. yeah. meaningful. You know, I, I have very few complaints. Yeah. If you're into uh, action uh, screenwriting or filmmaking, this is a great case study mm. just in terms of, of, of like, building tension, mm-hmm. you know, upping the stakes, um, you know, uh, revealing, you know, turning and revealing characters and then just in terms of like the ultimate edit, just like very lean and, and efficient, you know. And two hours and 15 minutes though still. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's it's great screenwriting, I think. It is. Um, and it's also just like so visually dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's great at character introduction, all that stuff. And I just love the message that like moms just need to stop shaming other moms. You know what? <laughs> There's no wrong way to parent. There's no one way to raise your horde of alien babies. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all just need to like cut some slack for each other for crying out loud, you know? Um, and that's worth remembering. 
I think every so. once in a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, what do we, I can't even remember. Do we do our ratings first or we do our recommendations? We first? do our ratings. Okay. I think we, yeah, we do our, our ratings. Yeah. All right. So on a scale of, uh, you know, one face hugger to ten face huggers. Right. How many would we like to cram down our mouths? How many would you like to lay eggs in your chest? How many chest <laughs> so, eggs? So I... I had a really solid experience. Other than like haircuts, I don't think that there's anything at all on this that dated. Um, that was dated. Mm. So I think this is like a super solid nine. Yeah. To me. Yeah, this movie absolutely holds up. Yeah, uh, and then and then just in terms of like ten, I just reserve that for like my top movies. You know, so it's this is. Yeah, I think this movie is going to be still a classic in another thirty years. Yeah. Right when we actually have terraform planets and face huggers and face huggers and xenomorphs, um, yeah, I think that's solid. Um, I don't know. Like, I think I would maybe just give it an eight and a half. Okay, just because like it's so long. Like, I kind of forgot how long it was, and then I was like, oh shit, I definitely should have started watching this earlier. because yeah. I'm tired now. Is that too darky to admit? Um, yeah, like, it, I don't know. You don't think it could have been another half hour shorter? I didn't have a problem with it. No, okay. not on unlike other movies mm. I saw recently. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there were some parts where just in rewatch, I'm like, I'm sick of her explaining to people that the aliens really are scary. Yeah, or like, there, there's probably like a good five minutes of a super cut that you could do of her trying to convince people of stuff we already know mm-hmm. but they're not believing and then also bill paxton freaking out yeah game over man game <laughs> over all right so what is your deep cut recommendation so uh, my deep deep cut recommendation is a uh youtube video so there's a, a great youtube channel called um lessons f- uh from a screenplay okay I love it. Uh, and so this one, and so he does these great kind of uh, video essays every month about different aspects of filmmaking, mainly from the screenwriting point of view. And so there's a great one called uh, Aliens versus Terminator, how a sequel, uh, how to sequel like James Cameron. Okay. And just a great kind of analysis, and they're entertaining. It's not, mm-hmm. these aren't dry. Uh, they're very visual of like how he made a sequel to Terminator. And how he made a that sequel. That was better than Terminator. Yeah. And then how he also made uh, a sequel uh, to Alien with Aliens. Mm-hmm. And basically how he took, how each of them have the same goal, mm-hmm. survive the alien, kill the alien, you know, survive the Terminator, kill the ter- Terminator, but then twisted and turned expectations of of what was, you know, it's like horror movie to action movie, you know, um how you know, the the whole mother dynamic of mm-hmm. aliens changed everything and and her, their the character's own motivations within each movie change and 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 grow and adapt. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's my recommendation. Lessons from a screenplay. That's really good. That's smart. Yours are always better than mine. Mine are always very very <laughs> stupid. Um yeah, so like I think that the parallels between this and like Serenity, the Firefly movie are really obvious cuz that's about people who go like Ultimately, it's about people go terraform a planet and then get under, like, and then just get basically undermined and abandoned by the company right. who is yeah, yeah. subverting them in all these evil, sneaky ways. Right. Um, so I think that's obvious, but so that's you know that's a recommendation, sure. Um, I'm, but I bet everybody has seen that, right? So 
I want to recommend a movie that is not good. And it is <laughs> <laughs> a movie called Underwater that stars... Is it is recent. Yes, yeah. With, with yeah. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically Aliens. But instead of being in space, they're underwater. Okay, I like that. And um, instead of xenomorphs, they're like water Cthulhu's. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, how is this bad? It's so bad. Oh no! But it's not. Uh, it's it's not a good movie, but it's a great time. Uh-huh. Like you've sold you sold me on it. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of the same. Like there's a lot of alien. Like you you get a lot of. Hey, it's almost like screaming in your face. Like, hey, like, we're just like, this is just like Alien. She's in her panties and a tank top. She's got a shaved head. What else do you need? Uh-huh. Um, but it really, like, it just bangs you right into the action and never lets up. Mm-hmm. And um, it was not a good movie, but it was a great time. So also a great screenwriting lesson. Yes. <laughs> of, like, how you don't need a beginning. Yeah. You can just make do with a middle and an end. Right. Yeah. Or how you need a beginning. Maybe I'd be interested if you go see it and then you'd be like, yeah, well, maybe a beginning because that is what it was missing. What it was missing was just like a a nice five minutes of like, here's what life on this underwater rig is like. Mm -hmm. Let's meet, you know, all of these characters who are going to so we care whether they live or die. Yeah. Uh, You don't get that. She's like literally brushing her teeth and then kablooey. We're off to the races. Yeah. And you only meet the characters as she meets the characters as they're trying to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's my recommendation. Underwater. All right. I don't, with Kristen Stewart. All right. Um, so, where can people uh, find you and support your artistic efforts? Oh, uh, why, thank you, everyone. Um, uh, Squishy Studios uh, on the Facebooks and, and Twitters. Um, but, yeah, the website and YouTube channel is probably your best bet. And keep your eyes peeled because there will be some opportunities coming up for you to support Nathan and Squishy Studios. <laughs> right. and, Emotionally, and financially. Yes. So. Uh, physically, you can come just hold him up for a minute. Right. Uh, and how about you? That'll be one of the... Right. Uh, you should have that be the, an Indiegogo thing where it's right. like, just come. Nathan, Nathan will lean backwards and you can physically support him for up to 30 seconds. Um, uh, yeah, like I'm at NCT Phoenix in downtown Mesa every Friday and Saturday. If you want to take improv classes, if you want to see uh, comedy shows, shows check out nctphoenix.com it's n for national c for comedy t for theater and phoenix all spelled out dot com yeah we're glad to be back hey guys thanks we're we're so glad to to see you again and by see you we mean never interact with you directly but to (laughs) talk directly into your brain um the like us read us review us leave us a comment find us anywhere the social medias are stored uh most excellent pod uh, it's where you can find us basically everywhere. Yeah, it, it's it's it sounds self-serving, but the reviews and and ratings and things like that actually help people discover the show. Like yeah. if they if they go to iTunes, I don't know where the hell else this podcast is on. It's everywhere. <laughs> right? It's everywhere. But it, it's it's those sort of things that actually allow people to discover it. The algorithm, and also if they see that a lot of people have reviewed it, they're going to give it a yeah. chance. So. Well, and also like you can give us your feedback too. Like I I got an email, a direct email from a listener uh, who was like, I was yelling at you so much during the Silverado episode. Like <laughs> love you, but I was just yelling at you that you were uh-huh. wrong. And I'm like, but what were we wrong about? He's like, I don't remember now. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So you can just like interact with me directly. So, so also please be more specific yeah. on how we've let us know how we've screwed up. Like, right. 
hey, I'm I'm uh, I'm just here with my hot takes. You don't need yeah. to like you tell me what you think. <laughs> um, hit us on the most excellent pod on Instagram. We're there's a Facebook group, all that stuff. We are cool. we are reachable. You can shame us any way you like. Shame <laughs> us or celebrate us. We're here for it. Um, do we, do we want to and end podcast? No, we have to say that like. Thank you for listening. While you're out there in the world, remember to keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Podcast over, man. Podcast over. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. Okay, that's it. Yay! Yay!